Hey guys, and welcome to the Coffee and Turner Syndrome podcast. My name is Brooke. Pour yourself your favorite cup of coffee, and let's hop into today's episode. We have Amy here, and I am very, very excited to talk to her and hear her story. So I will let you introduce yourself and tell her a little bit about yourself. I'm more excited. Um, My name is Amy, and I was diagnosed when I was nine. Um, So I know, you know, a lot of times you hear butterflies getting diagnosed either at birth or before birth or, you know, kind of unconventional little bit of a different age around six, seven, eight, that kind of age group. And that was my age group. Um, basically my parents thought I had failure to thrive. Uh, they just couldn't figure out why I was short. Um, I was actually my parents' biggest baby, which is weird. (laughs) I'm the youngest of three kids and I was the biggest baby. They didn't think anything of it. And so the first nine years of my life went by and then they're like, okay, something's not right. Like, she's just not growing. So, of course, went to the doctor, had all the, the testing done. And I remember I got to watch Beauty and the Beast while they were doing an ultrasound on all my organs. I loved it. I'll never forget it. Beauty and the Beast was my thing. Um, so they're checking all my organs, and I'm watching Beauty and the Beast. And then when they called us back for the results, the doctor actually made me leave the room, which I was kind of upset about. Um, And he told my parents that I had Turner syndrome. And so I looked at my parents when they called me back in the room and I, and I'm like, okay, so what? (laughs) Like I gave them that nine-year-old like, huh? Look on my face. And well, that just means you, you don't grow at the rate other people do. That's what my parents said was Turner syndrome. So of course, bless their hearts. They didn't know what to say to me. Yeah. So that's what I thought Turner syndrome was. I was just short. And I didn't grow at the rate other kids do. And then they said, growth hormone shots. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Again, my nine-year-old brain was like, what are you talking about? Oh, you just need to take these shots and you'll be tall like everybody else, you know? Again, bless my parents, they tried. But that's how they worded it to me, exactly. And I'm like, ah, okay, I don't want to be tall. (laughs) (laughs) My nine-year-old brain, no, 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 I don't want to be tall. Um, so I did the growth hormone injections till, for about a year, and so that was my initial diagnosis. <laughs> wow. I have never, I've heard some very interesting stories about how doctors have told people. I've never heard of a doctor sending the person being diagnosed out of the room isn't that odd (laughs) eight or nine although I actually my parents told me about me having Turner syndrome when I was around that same age I was like right in between nine and ten and they had known my whole life though so they had had they got a little more advantage on being able to process it more themselves before telling me but (laughs) that's so are you classic or are you mosaic? You know, and here's the, uh, I always get them mixed up in my head, which is horrible for a person having Turner syndrome. I just have the partial, partially deleted X. So whichever one that is, I always get them confused. <laughs> mosaic. 
Mosaic, there it is. And yeah. I always want to say classic for some reason, but mosaic, um, just the partially deleted X, so. Okay. Um, and so you took growth hormone shots. How tall did you end up being? How tall are you? <laughs> I laugh, still to this day. Um, 30, I'm 35 and I still laugh. I'm 4'11". I never got to that five foot mark. I'm 4'11". <laughs> I, I'm the same height and I was like devastated when I started realizing <laughs> my height was like, I wasn't growing anymore. I was like, right, right there. <laughs> Give me that extra half an inch. Give me yeah. that. Yep. I was like, and oh. of course, we're both probably five foot if we have shoes on. Yep. <laughs> but it's like, exactly. oh, that's like a little credit when people are like, how tall are you? I'm like, five foot with heels on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Four eleven. I, I always say 4'11 and a half. Exactly. Like, exactly. 4'11 and a little bit of a little bit of wiggle room. Depends on the shoes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, um, another part of your story that I've just briefly heard a little about is you yeah. actually adopted through foster care. I did. That is that so was- amazing. Congratulations on yours. I said that in message. Oh my God, I bet you you're so excited. Yes. That was the most terrifying thing I've ever done. But <laughs> and, and I'm not an emotional person, but like I might get a little emotional, but it was like all the pieces, like the missing puzzle pieces just went into place. And it was the hands down the scariest thing I've ever done, being a single person and living alone and, and all that. But I mean hands down the, the the best thing I've ever done. There's no words to describe it. It's like all the little, the puzzle pieces that got wedged under the couch and lost, they just, I found, it's the best thing ever. That's it's amazing. So you're a single adoptive parent. I am, I am. <laughs> I like that. That's encouraging because I know there are a lot of girls that ask me, well, what if I'm not married though? And you can totally right. do that not being married. Right. And then, you know, it's, we live in the best time now because back in the day, it was never like that. You had to be married. You had to make a certain income. You had to live in a house. You had to own your own house. You know, there was all these stipulations and I'm so thankful that this day and age, people finally realized it. You know, you don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to have a 10 bedroom house to, to have a family and, I, and I'm so happy because that was one of my main things I was nervous about. Like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm finally going to do it. But are they going to let me? And they did. That's amazing. <laughs> awesome. Yes. So what made you choose through foster care? Just financials? Right. And, and you know, some people, you know, get get discouraged because, you know, in vitro, you know, let's be honest, it costs a lot of money, you know, um, they, you know, still to this day, you know, they consider it elective, basically, you know, they're in, you know, when it comes to in vitro and that kind of thing, you know, it costs a lot of money and not a lot of people have, you know, $10,000, $20,000 laying around and, but that doesn't mean that they can't be the very best parents and they don't deserve a family just because you don't have 30 grand laying around, you know, that's not yeah. realistic, you know, and doesn't mean you don't have all the love in the world to give. And so I decided to go 
this route. Because, <laughs> you know, being a single person and living alone, well, one person, you know, you don't make that kind of money just to lay around, you know, you know. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. I went the non-conventional. <laughs> well, you know, I think, I think a lot of people are realizing there's so many more options out there than it feels like because right. when you get that diagnosis and you get that news of the infertility and like what that can do it can be really paralyzing and really scary to not know what your next step is and exactly like you're stuck and mm -hmm. so i and when you see those price tags being thrown around oh yeah you know that's so devastating like i i was wanting to do in vitro and I was thinking about it and in the beginning I was like that's that's not gonna be for me unfortunately but then you know I never gave up and I never quit and I'm like but what can I do um and it, any of the ways is amazing any of the ways is wonderful and yeah. I would recommend any of the ways any of the ways is fabulous yeah that's so awesome I'm so glad um uh, yeah, that just makes me really happy. <laughs> yeah, it's been um, six years. Going on six years, I've had my kids. That's awesome. So they how many do you have? What are their ages? I have two. I have two. And they're getting so old. Um, my oldest will be 18 in August, and my youngest will be six, 17. 17. He just had a birthday. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, they're, they're old now. They're getting old. But um, when they came to live with me, they were 10 and 12. Wow. That's 12 and 19. Yeah. They were my foster kids for a year and then boom, I got to adopt them and it was a whirlwind. It was, it was the best thing. It was just, it's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I am always interested to hear what parts of Turner syndrome really affect everybody because we're all affected so differently. So what would Absolutely. you say is the part of it that has been your biggest struggle that's affected oh boy <laughs> i could go on for ages um well i have a few i'll, I'll do it in age gaps <laughs> um youngest when i was younger it was the the bullying um i was bullied a lot when i was younger um and i guess just not really making friends very well. I mean, I don't know if that's technically Turner syndrome related, but for me, I thought it was. Um, but just kind of that not fitting in, not really knowing how to make friends. Um, and then of course the, the growth hormone shot. I didn't like that very much at a young age. So that was hard at that age. But um, I guess just the teenager, preteen years, it was just the, I don't look like other people. Mm. And that really took a toll, you know, um, I'm not tall like them, you know, you know, all those young preteen, I want their clothes. I want their beautiful hair. I want to be tall like them. It was all those, I, I felt I looked different kind of a thing. Um, and then, yeah, just the infertility, um, my young adult, adult life, that was really a struggle till, and I always put it on the back burner and put it on the, until finally one day I'm like, nope, this is something I have control over. Um, but yeah, you're right. That is very that initial what <laughs> I yeah. can't have kids of my own. I mean, it's devastating. It, it's heartbreaking. And you know, you, everybody just reacts to it so differently. And, but no, it's definitely not fun in the beginning. I will say those were probably my main ones. Yeah. 
that's, I feel like everybody I've talked to, that's the one that maybe physically isn't day to day the hardest to deal with, but emotionally is the one that really sticks with you. It's, it's right. the complication that you can't get over in your head because it feels mm -hmm. so big and scary mm -hmm. and painful. Yep. And so out of your control. Like I myself thought like, this isn't in my control. And I, and I think that affected me more. Like this isn't something I can fix. Like my brain told me I couldn't fix it when obviously I could, <laughs> I did, but that initial, this is something I have no control over is heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. So who in your life have you shared your Turner syndrome life with? Anybody I can, <laughs> um, you know, and that's just the thing with Turner syndrome. I think we're amazing. You know, you know, only 2% of us can share our stories. And I think it's incredible to just share whenever I can, you know, any friends I've met, um, you know, why are you so short? You know, and they do like kind of the short jokes and the jabs and that kind of thing. And, you know, then I throw it out there, you know, and, just any opportunity I get, you know, and, and I'm fortunate to be able to share my story with anybody that'll listen. <laughs> I know you have a YouTube channel. I do. That has been a whirlwind in itself. I mean, talk about being terrified. I'm like, sure, I'll try this out, you know, and <laughs> I've been doing YouTube for about a year and a half and, and that I love every minute of it, you know, any, opportunity I can get to meet butterflies how I it's just this has been just the funnest thing in my life I absolutely love it I think my favorite part about me sharing my story online has been the community and other girls being like oh my gosh me too and you don't feel so alone right and I mean coming from a butterfly at nine that was like what in the Sam Hill is happening that's <laughs> my main goal is to help those young butterflies you know not be afraid and, and not have so many questions. Cause me at nine, I was like, I don't know what you people are talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had well, so many questions. Yeah. And I love that there's more, you know, I love that you share your story online because me, when I was eight, nine years old, I mean, we grew up in the start of the tech era, right. right? Like it was when all of that was starting. And so we were the first ones that were creating all of this stuff on the internet, like groups, right. like forums, like chats and, you know, we had my, well, that's why I told you not to oh. age myself, but <laughs> I was, I was searching all of those things that were coming up in life online. And if I had had somebody that had right. gone through it, that would have been incredible. And that's why I said, you're so incredible. And that's the first thing I said back to you when I messaged you. I'm like, ah, she messaged me. But I'm like, you are one of the most incredible ones because you, you honestly started this, you know, that you're like the original OG I called you because <laughs> you, you can't find, find anything on there. I mean, yeah, hospitals post, you know, different YouTube videos about stuff, but like actual butterflies living it. There's not that many of us. And I just think that's incredible because if I had people like you when I was nine, I wouldn't have been scared. You know, I'd been like, oh, okay, this is what I can look forward to. This is what's going to happen. I wish there was more people like you <laughs> on the internet. 
Thank you. Um, yeah, that I mean, and that's really, I felt pulled to do it because of that, because I mean, I found myself YouTubing stuff. Yeah, that's a verb I'm using it as. And there was nothing. The only YouTube right. videos about Turner syndrome I could find were like people doing a research project that that was mm -hmm. all they knew about it and they had never met anybody with it. They didn't have it themselves. That was it. Mm -hmm. and I'm I don't mean to laugh, but like it was the same thing for me. And I'm, I'd be like watching some of these videos and I'd be like, but I have Turner syndrome, but I don't have that. <laughs> but I have Turner syndrome, but I don't have that. Yeah. You know, I don't have a web neck. I don't have scoliosis. I don't have diabetes. Like what? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, there's, there needs to be more of us. That's <laughs> the moral of my story. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, I think, um, keeping that up to date with what's going on too, because there's always more research going on is something I want to work on more too. Um, right. do you, do you follow the like Turner Syndrome Society of the United States and everything and all their research they do? I do, I do. And I'm hoping to go to the conference next year. Yeah. I, I, one day I will make it there in my 35 years of life. I've never went, but that's on my bucket list, my Turner Syndrome bucket list. I have a Turner Syndrome bucket list, but um, that is on my TS bucket list is I will make it to a conference and I follow them and they're so incredible. They're so incredible too. Yeah. I love them. So how do you handle all of the information that's out there? Do you have certain places you go to and kind of stick yourself to that so you don't get overwhelmed? Or what? Here what I go laughing again. Um, well, we kind of briefly talked about it before we recorded, but some videos on the YouTube machine I get a little angry with. Um, so it's more or less, you know, I do watch all the Turner Syndrome YouTube videos, I'm not gonna lie, even if I'm like doing this while I'm watching it, like what? Um, but it's more or less, you know, Turner Syndrome Society, um, Turner Syndrome Global Alliance. Um, definitely if it has the word Turner Syndrome in it. Um, but definitely some stuff like we talked about is, is a little bit like, that's not right, it's just not right. But it is what it is, that's the internet and you're gonna find not accurate stuff all the time, but. Yeah, yeah. So currently, what Turner Syndrome things affect you day to day? Do you have any health complications at all or anything like that? Well, I have a, not a funny story. That's my go-to phrase. I always say, I have a funny story. <laughs> um, not that long ago, I had my heart checked and it was fine um but i'm honestly i don't want to say one of the lucky ones i'm not good with words all the time <laughs> um i with my turner syndrome i on it i have very minimal symptoms so i'm very very fortunate um i guess i struggle day to day i do have kind of a weaker immune system so this coronavirus has kind of did me in, <laughs> kind of scared me a tad because I, I do have a weaker immune system, but um, we're good so far. Uh, but like if someone in my house, like my kids get a cold, I'll get the cold. Um, someone has the flu, I'll probably get a little 
24-hour flu bug. Um, so I guess just day-to-day -day for me is, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate, but I'll get a cold or the flu bug if someone has it for sure, but I've been very fortunate. I'm the exact same way. I love it. <laughs> when this, <laughs> when this, sad. it's it hard sad when other people are like, I'm falling apart, you know, other butterflies. I have this and that and all this. And I'm like, oh, it breaks my heart. I just want to hug them. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I know there's. What's hard is balancing being diligent about it and like keeping on top of everything, but also not freaking yourself out and trying to like, this is what's going on with me right now. So this is what I actually need to be worried about. Right. Everything else, I don't, I don't know if that'll ever be a thing for me. So I'm going to make sure of what's going on, but I don't need to freak out. Oh, I thought of something. <laughs> I live, I'm me every day of my life and I forgot. Actually, I take it back though. I do have deteriorating bones. I do have that. Um, the doctor said down the road, I might end up with carpal tunnel, but I have crappy calcium. There we go. I do have a flaw. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not perfect. Um, I do. I have, really, I have really bad calcium levels and the doctor said, your bones are kind of going to crud, Amy. And I'm like, okay, so there you go. That's, that's my daily flaw. My, my bones are crud. <laughs> there we yeah. go. But. That's, there are a few select things within the long list of possible symptoms that I found are pretty standard. Like the base of them is pretty common. And right. that is really one of them. Um, more often than not, somebody says, yeah, I'm on calcium. I'm on, you know, vitamin D3 is the one I was told to take with my calcium. Um, right. and that's been, that's been a very common underlying factor. So I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Because I'm con oh. I, my bones crack all the time. I know. And then, 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 bleh. then the ongoing joke is, gosh, I feel old. I'm an old person. You know, I make those old people jokes. I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm old. You know, yeah. I yeah. Like that. <laughs> it feels like my body is aging about twice as fast as I actually mm -hmm. am. Exactly. Oh. So, well, talking about the coronavirus. I was actually thinking about this the other day. When I initially started seeing everything pop up, I was like, there was one day where I was not feeling great. I was like, oh no. And I was like, okay. The plague is hit. I kind of Googled the symptoms and I'm like, has anything, have they added anything that I missed or anything? And I'm like, I looked at Andrew and I'm like, okay, I'm paranoid. And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, but I mean, really? If anybody that we knew was going to get it, would we be surprised if I was one of them? Right. <laughs> exactly. I don't think so. Because I'm that exact same way where I would, I get anything and everything anybody else around me gets. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. I've always said, I have a really sucky immune system. So... What have you been doing as precautions? Have you done anything above and beyond what they're suggesting besides like just washing your hands and everything? Absolutely nothing. And it's horrible. I feel horrible even admitting that, but I'm a very honest person. 
even people at work, well, my work is long closed down now for about three weeks, but they were, they would just give me just the hardest time. Cause I'm like, Oh, this will pass. Oh, don't worry about it. And they're like, Amy, really? And I'm like, I, I've literally done nothing besides, you know, the social distancing, but I probably should do more. Cause I know my immune system isn't a hundred percent, but I'm, I, I'm trying to just be my weird self and I'm going to stay optimistic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, cause I actually got asked by somebody, what should we with Turner syndrome be thinking about all of this? Cause there is a lot of misinformation about it going around. And I think it is a valid concern because I think another thing that can be pretty common is an immune system that isn't great. And um, even, even for those that don't have one of the autoimmune conditions that can come with it. So I, I've been thinking about that too. Like people have asked me also, and I, and I give them all the, the right good information and then I just don't accept it myself, but I, I give everybody the right information and then I don't take my own advice, but I think that's just my personality. <laughs> I've never been one. I go to the beat of my own drum, but yes, definitely take it seriously for sure. But yeah, there's, there's a weird time we're in right now mm-hmm. with everything going on. For sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, my last point that I've been asking everybody is the theme for Awareness Month this year. Yeah. Was be uniquely you. Yes. What do you think that means to you? Oh man, that's a hard one. I actually watched your interview with Dana. Oh yeah. I heard you ask her this question and I instantly thought to myself, that is a hard one. Um, I just think it goes back to what we were talking about. We're all unique. And I think that's what's so awesome with Turner syndrome is we're all so different and Turner syndrome affects us uniquely (laughs) in all unique different ways. And I think that's what makes us all unique. And I think that's amazing. I think we're all unique and yeah, that's a hard one. But, um, and again, you know, we're all super unique. I call us superheroes. That's what I call us. I don't even call us butterflies. It's superheroes, but, um, you know, we're part of the 2%, you know, and that makes us unique in our own. Right. And not many people know about Turner syndrome. That's, what makes us truly unique because we are not well known and I want to fix that. (laughs) We're the undercover superheroes. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah, it's, yeah, just in general, I feel like having Turner syndrome itself makes you unique. Um, have you had the opportunity to meet other butterflies in person or has it mostly been online? Never. And I'm so sad about it. Well, I live in Minnesota in like the boondocks. Right. And there's nobody around. Like I, it's, it's hard. I would love, love, love. That's why I'm like on my bucket list. I'm going to a conference. One day I will meet other butterfly sisters but this is the closest I've ever gotten. So this is amazing. I'm like yeah. a kid in a candy 
or this is so incredible. This yeah. made my day. But no, unfortunately, I haven't. Well, I think online has been amazing for me, but I, I do. Going to the conference is on my bucket list, too. I would absolutely love to. Um, Gotta be done. <laughs> yeah. I, I just feel like being in that big of a group of others who don't just partially understand, but completely understand right. would be such a blessing. Right. And I think that's another thing, kind of backtracking, but being like a young butterfly, and that's why I think awareness is so important, because I think you hit the nail on the head with, we, well, at least I did, and I'm sure I can talk for a lot of young butterflies, you feel like you're the only one. And I think that's why it's crazy important to educate and to meet other butterflies and to help, because you're right, there's not that many of us, and you do kind of feel like I'm the odd duck out, you know, you feel like you're the only one. And I think it's incredible to have so many people, like you said, that can sympathize and empathize there. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad so many more people are starting to kind of break out of their shell and, and talk more yeah. about it. And I remember the first time I shared my story on my channel, I was like shaking. I was so nervous. Uh huh. <laughs> if you watch back on that video, you can tell I was like almost having a panic attack while I was doing it, but I was trying to get it out because I was like, I had to completely shift my mindset from this is something people judge me for. Mm -hmm. I don't want to share this. You know, right. not everybody needs to know. And I'm like, well, when, I started, when I started my channel and all that, it was um, 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 every other word was like or um, and granted, I still do that sometimes, but like it was bad. My like um name is um like Amy. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> it was absolutely, you know. But yeah, you, it's something that freaks people out, you know, and it's not for everybody. And that's why, like to this day, I encourage people, like, oh, you want to make a channel? I'll subscribe to you. Share. Just do it. You'll be great. You know, I try to encourage because. There, there needs to be more awareness yeah. instead of that. What, what do you have? What, what's this? You have what kind of syndrome? You know, it's just be nice to give them that gentle boost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I get the biggest smile on my face every time I have somebody tell me, Oh, I'm starting a channel. And I'm like, yes, I do it. it. So yeah. Okay. So I do want to, in the description box below, link your channel. Oh, and, yay, thank you. Yeah. So it is, hopefully I'm remembering how the words are ordered, because I'm horrible at remembering that. I have Amy Turner syndrome. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, thank you. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I have a blast. I have a blast. Yeah. Now, now we're a year and a half into it, now I'm just my zany, kooky self, and it's so much fun. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. So Life of Amy Turner Syndrome on YouTube and yeah. there's also a page on Facebook. Oh, we got all the everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, yeah. yes. I follow your Instagram too. So there's Instagram. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got all the social medias. You know, my kids give me a hard time. Like, you're too old to have all that social media, mom. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
cuts. Oh, but... they give me a hard time all the time. Really? I don't, I do not do Snapchat though. I will say I, I never figured out Snapchat. It was never my thing, but. <laughs> yeah, I've tried. It made me feel old. I'm like, what is this? I know. Okay. I don't mind the dog. He's wiggling. But yeah, yeah. I tried Snapchat for maybe like a month and then I was like, I never used it. I'm like, I don't get it, but I do love doing Snapchat filters. I do like oh, yeah. Snapchat filters sometimes, but I was very excited when Instagram added filters because I'm like, I this is on a platform I can understand. See how old I am? I didn't even know Instagram did filters. <laughs> oh yeah, if you go into stories, there's some. It, I have to say, Snapchat has well, at least last time I checked, Snapchat has a little bit more of like zany and funny ones, but yeah. Instagram has some pretty good ones what see yeah. the more you know the more you know you learn something new every day <laughs> yeah i tried snapchat because one of my friends that um was three or four years younger than me was on snapchat all the time and i'm like okay cool i'll try it and i opened right. it and i'm like what is this <laughs> i felt so old i'm like exactly. it was so much simpler in my day <laughs> The words, the words exactly out of my mouth with my kiddo was, he showed me a snap he sent and I go, you can do this on a regular phone. What do you mean? <laughs> I can make a video with my cell phone. I could send a message to somebody. Yeah. I don't get it. You can do, he's like, mom, it's different. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> what? Like, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Whatever you say, teenagers, you know, you're teenagers growing up in all this modern day whatever. Like, I'm trying to be cool. <laughs> that's awesome. uh, yeah. Okay. Well, Leave the dogs think I'm cool, so that's all right. <laughs> so cute. His name's Mervin, you said? Mervin. He's so cute. And he's spoiled, rotten for children. <laughs> Okay, well, did you have any anything else you wanted to add? Just that this has been so much fun, and I'm so excited to meet you. This has been, like, made my day. Yeah, I was so excited to meet you and get to talk to you and hear your story. Thank oh, you so yeah. much for talking to me. Thank you. This was a blast. I love it. <laughs> so have a wonderful day, and you I too. will talk to you later. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Coffee and Turner Syndrome. If you would like to support the podcast, I do have listener support set up on Anchor. And if you'd like to leave me a voice message, I would love to hear from you. Don't forget, you can find the video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash brooktv. Make sure you're subscribed so you see when the next one comes out. And I will see you guys in the next episode.